0: Hey friends, welcome to season three of the Waterworks Ministries podcast, Unleash Your Badass Joy Enthusiast. Waterworks Ministries is a ministry of prayer. We offer spiritual direction, coaching, training and retreats, and also we do anti-human trafficking advocacy work. This Late spring, summer, we have a limited number of direction and coaching appointments available. So, if it's something that you're interested in, you can contact us through Facebook or Instagram at Waterworks Ministries, or you can contact us through our website at www.waterworksministries.org. Um, Today's episode is episode 29 and titled, What's the Point? So this episode is about getting to the heart of prayer and, and what its purpose is and how we become badass joy enthusiasts through our reconsideration and evaluation of prayer. My co-host Uh, Missy can't be with me for this episode, but she will be back, and um, that next episode will also be on prayer, and we'll be taking a more specific look at different ways of praying, how her and my prayer life has changed considerably over the last 10 to 12 years, and some other fun things. In other news... I, Reverend Karen Weiss, have a book coming out. It will be out and available for purchase on May 1st of 2019. It is called Fierce Grace, and the paperback, as I said, will be available for order on May 1st, but the Kindle version is available now for pre-order, so get excited. Um, Fierce Grace is a book about radical spiritual transformation through love, loss, and letting go. And so today's episode includes a sneak peek of one of the chapters where I unpack prayer with my spiritual director. So without further ado, let me start with the sneak peek. Mojo Cookies, Angst, and prayer. This question of, am I a hypocrite? came up in my September 2018 direction session with Mindy. In August, we talked about the Apostles' Creed and how I was feeling like the form didn't do justice to the amazingly beautiful God that I know. And at the end of that August direction session, it became clear that God didn't care about whether people stayed in the box or not, but I still did. September rolled around, and I had finished reading Insurrection. This book talks about the radical nature of the crucifixion and the resurrection. It unpacks how we use religion as a psychological crutch to make us feel better about ourselves, our lives, the world, and even God, without having to transform our inner nature. I started to wonder if there were ways that I used my idea of God as a psychological crutch. A few years ago, I made these things called mojo cookies for my husband as a gesture of my love for him when he was going off to a regional competition for Fly Fishing Team USA. Bad idea for me. Pat is more superstitious than Major League Baseball players, and he won the competition with the first batch of mojo cookies, if my memory serves. So, of course, I have had to make them for every major competition since. Trust me, they're nothing special. The recipe is from my Betty Crocker cookbook. The most recent time I made these cookies was the day of his departure for Italy in September, 2018. And I was having an extraordinarily hard time praying for Pat and his teammates. I felt like I was just going through the motions and didn't feel like my prayers were purposeful. The questions, does prayer even matter, and why am I praying, popped into my head. I was full of internal angst. Usually, I pray for safety, for success, and for well-being. This year, I couldn't bring myself to pray for any of that. However, I felt like Pat expected the mojo cookies to be prayed over for winning and success, and all of these things that I really don't care about. Pat has enough competitive spirit and desire to win for the both of us. And I didn't want to pray those prayers. I did pray that they experience God in a way that brings them closer in relationship to God, but that wasn't what I felt Pat desired. Generally, he doesn't know what I pray, so I'm not actually sure why this prayer mattered to me, except for the fact that I'm generally concerned with doing the right thing, and I felt like I wasn't doing it. As I made the cookies, I had this internal wrestling match with myself and eventually gave up as they went into the oven. I met with Mindy just hours after seeing Pat off at the airport. I told her about my general prayer angst, and my concern of using prayer as a psychological crutch, not just for the mojo cookies, but also for the prayers that are brought out during prayer time at worship in small churches. Why are we really praying? What purpose does it serve? Why do we pray for something called traveling mercies, which sounds incredibly odd to me when I'm feeling judgmental? Does God really care what we pray about? especially if it's trivial or insignificant in the grand scheme of life. Mindy is always entertained by the dramatic swings of my internal pendulum. It gets pretty violent sometimes. Mindy engaged me where I was at, the notion that prayer is BS. Hurricane Florence was hammering the Carolinas as we were meeting. We talked about the implications of praying for the hurricane to move paths. If it seemed like God answered the prayer, then why would God move the hurricane's destruction from one place to another? That doesn't seem right. I voiced that it seemed like the only prayer to pray, if we're still talking about Hurricane Florence, is to pray that it doesn't hit land and stays out to sea. But then we discussed that this prayer didn't seem right either, because it could still hurt others if it changes path in many ways prayer had become a way for people to control or think they're controlling outcomes it has more to do with prescriptions expectations and self-service than it does with anything else and that didn't seem like prayer to me it wasn't the kind of prayer in which i wanted to participate as mindy and i continued to unpack prayer and its purpose I came to the conclusion that if we weren't growing in love in our relationship with God, also known as prayer, then we weren't doing something right or we weren't positioning ourselves in relation to God in a way that would provide for our transformation, which to me is the purpose of the whole thing. I decided, for the moment at least, that prayer is more about showing love for, showing love for and honoring others ourselves, the world, and God than it is about specific outcomes and expectations, i.e. control. Relationship and love, that's what God wants for all of us. And that's what prayer is all about. My deepest desire was for Pat and his teammates to experience the love of God and participate in that flow, to enjoy the beauty of the Italian Dolomites and maybe learn something about themselves in the process. The team had a bad third session, and I wasn't looking forward to my husband coming home and being as unpleasant as a wet honey badger. But even so, I couldn't bring myself to pray for a top three finish for each of the Team USA competitors because it just wasn't important to me. However, what was important to me was that they experienced God's love and presence during the last day of competition. Before the final two sessions, sessions four and five, I prayed for them to experience the deep and abiding love of God in a way that connected them to creation, specifically the trout, allowed them to embody God's fierce grace, and connected them to this grace. So that's a sneak peek of part of my book, Fierce Grace. And... So much of what I have come to experience of as prayer is really all about being with God. And I can do that whether it's sitting on my prayer pillow and doing centering prayer, whether it's taking a walk through Spring Creek Canyon, whatever it might be, if I am present to what is, and looking for God in creation and the people that I pass or encounter or even myself and look for the increase of love and honor in those relationships, that to me is the essence of prayer. Now, as I indicated a bit earlier, Missy and I are going to be talking in our next episode about how our prayer lives have changed pretty significantly in the last 10 years. I didn't start out this way. Um, I started out with it being much more prescriptive in nature, praying for specific things, for specific outcomes, and I just... I really can't do that anymore. I can pray generally for people's healing, for the Holy Spirit to guide, to encourage, to equip, to heal, those kind of things, but generally I cannot bring myself to pray for specific outcomes and That can be kind of difficult for the people who are sitting in worship when i pray uh the intercessory prayer of blessings and concerns but at the same time i hope that i'm modeling something for for the church body that we can approach god even in intercessory prayer when we're praying for other people in a way that still holds Our ideas and expectations and desires loosely. When we hold things loosely, God, we are giving God the flexibility um, to show up in ways that we hadn't accounted for. If we pray for very, very specific things and those specific things don't happen, and we can be disappointed. But if we hold our prayers loosely, wanting God to affect situations for the best of the people involved, regardless of what that might be, or you know, God brings peace or healing or joy, whatever might be needed in, in the situation. That gives me anyway the opportunity to see God at work in many, many, many more ways than if I pray for a specific thing and that specific thing happens, then I can say, oh, well, God answered my prayer affirmatively. And so we can get kind of focused on the specifics if we keep our prayers really, really focused. As opposed to looking around and noticing, well, how is God at work in this situation? Despite what I might really want. Obviously, if a spouse or um, you know someone is sick and we want their healing, that comes from a place of love, um, most definitely. Or you know, parents, whatever it might be. But at the same time if we go further than that and pray for specific outcomes of healing i think that that can be a trap and so for me as i said in the excerpt from fierce grace prayer is all about relationship how we are increasing in our love and honor of others ourselves and god through through prayer, through silence, through walking, whatever it may be. And so I hope that even in this very short episode 29, what's the point? That you're able to reflect on your prayer life and how you are in relationship with the divine, how it impacts your relationship with others. And how you take time to listen to what the divine might be saying to you. I wish you chesed, loving kindness, and shalom, which is peace. And stay tuned for our next episode.